0: Goal setting. Hello my cubicle convictions, open space schemers, corner office objectives, home den dutiful, and coffee shop schemas. My name is Brock Armstrong and I am NOT the workplace hero. If there is any workplace hero around these parts, it is you my friend. And I'll explain why in a few minutes. But right now, I want to give you some data. The first Workplace Hero podcast episode was released on March 5th, 2017. Here's a snippet of the Facebook Live video that I did to celebrate. The podcast actually was released for the first time on Sunday, so not even a full week ago. And the response has been tremendous. You guys are awesome. The downloads are are climbing. The Facebook page has got tons of likes. I don't even know how many. Instagram, Twitter, even the email newsletter... People say that email's dead. It's not dead, apparently. You guys are still signing up for the newsletter, So that's awesome. And I just, I'm really touched, I'm grateful. I'm excited, I'm tickled, I'm all of those things that this is going as well as it is. Well, since then, I have released 30 episodes, including this one, which have received a total of about 12,000 downloads, ranging between 647 downloads for the Katie Bowman to sit or not to sit episode, and about 250 downloads for the what happens at work stays at work episode. When I started this podcast, I, of course, had high hopes of thousands of downloads and advertisers banging down my virtual door, but at the same time, I really had no idea if anyone would listen or care, aside from my mom. And as you can see, this podcast is by no means a wild runaway success, but it is also by some measures and stats I've seen passed around on the podcast forums performing better than 95% of the podcasts on the Apple Podcast app. Even more important than that, though, this podcast has been a blast to produce. It really has scratched an itch that I've had for a while. You see, I've worked as a tech or a producer on about 13 different podcasts now, and all but two or three of those have been those interview-style podcasts, you know, the one where two people sit down and have an organic conversation, usually over Skype, and, and then it was my job to try to make it sound good and make sense. Well, I personally have actually been more interested in creating a more produced, scripted, researched, and... Polished podcast. This is likely due to my background in music and my occasional dips into broadcast radio. But Workplace Hero is that podcast. I mean, I love the artistry that I can bring to it. The time it takes to add sound effects and drum beats and music truly soothes my soul. Now, I, I know I'm rambling a little bit, and I do have a point here, I promise. So let me get to it. When I decided to commit to this podcast, well, I was worried that it would be harder and more time consuming and slower to take off than I would anticipated, and I didn't want to prematurely pull the plug on it before I had a chance to really experience what it was like to be a solo podcaster. I didn't want to get like five episodes in and realize that my mom is the only one commenting on the blog posts, which she kind of is, and that I'm only getting 200 downloads per episode. Remember, I've worked on shows that got more than 100,000 downloads per episode, so that's been my frame of reference, and I was afraid that in the end, I might, well, end the adventure before the podcast really had a chance to grow and build an audience and become part of my daily life. So, I remembered, incorrectly I might add, something that I had read that Tim Ferriss said when he started his podcast. I incorrectly remembered him writing that he decided to do 30 episodes to see if he liked podcasting. What he actually wrote was, and I quote, I decided to try long-form audio for six episodes, and if I didn't enjoy it, I would throw in the towel and walk. Well, despite what Tim actually wrote, I decided that my number was 30. I was not allowed to stop, Pull the plug, take a week off, or break stride for 30 episodes. Once I reached 30, well, then I had a decision to make. But until then, it was business as usual. A business that is losing me money and time every week, but also a business that I really enjoy, and I hope is helping some people in small ways each week. Today, I am happy to say that I made it to 30, Six months later, here I am, standing at my microphone, recording the 30th episode. Fanfare! It literally says fanfare in my script right there, so that's how I roll, I guess. Anyway, whether or not my goal was set deliberately through calculation and research, or was set due to a misremembered quote from the 4-Hour Workweek guy, I am very glad that I set that goal. There were certainly times along the way that if the goal had not been there and publicly stated, which you'll find out is quite crucial, I am sure that I would have wimped out. Now over at MindTools.com, they ask the question, why set goals? Well, top level athletes, successful business people, and achievers in most fields all set goals because setting goals gives you long-term vision and short-term motivation and it helps you to organize your time and your resources. And by setting sharp, clearly defined goals, you will see and be able to measure your forward progress in what might previously have seemed like a long and occasionally pointless grind. You will also raise your self-confidence as you realize your own ability and your own competence in achieving the goals that you've set. And this was certainly true for me. I could have easily been distracted by the downsides of working so hard on something that is growing so slowly, or ended up spending more time staring at my website and audio analytic data than actually focusing on the topic for the next episode. But... By having the overarching goal of hitting 30 episodes, I could see my forward progress. And by committing to those 30 episodes, I knew that once a week I needed to buckle down and put in the time required to create those episodes. So how do you start to set personal goals? Well, to begin with, you have to look at your goals in levels. First, you create the big picture of what you want to do with your time and let's say six months, since that's how long it takes to release 30 weekly podcasts. And you identify the large-scale goal that you want to achieve in those six months. Then, you break this big-picture goal down into smaller and smaller targets that you must hit to reach that big picture. For me, that was to choose a topic each week, decide whether or not to get an expert on to talk about it, do some research write my script record the audio edit the audio and post it all for the world to see each week without fail and finally once you have your plan well you start working on it to achieve these goals easy right well not for everyone i know more than a few people who have had great ideas and decide to try one and then give up on it before they'd really given it a fair shake at all Sure, there are ideas that don't deserve to be seen through to the end, but hopefully those get vetted before the domain name is purchased, or the logo is drawn and the company name is registered. I've had more than a few of those ideas. I mean, ideas that have died while I was trying to explain it to a friend, or trying to choose a name for it. And even one idea that died while I was pitching it to a potential investor. That was awkward. The people over at codeofliving.com have a great list called 5 Reasons Why Goal Setting is Important. And this is it in a nutshell. Number one, goals give you focus. Now imagine having to shoot an arrow without being given a target. Where would you aim? And say you did aim at some random thing why would you aim there? And what would the purpose be? Get the idea? This is the literal example of what life is like without a goal or a target in mind. While I was writing this, I thought of that story that Alfred told Bruce Wayne in the movie The Dark Knight, when they were slowly realizing that the Joker had no real goal. Some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. As cool as Heath Ledger was in that movie as the Joker, you don't want to be like him. Get some focus and have a goal. And number two on the list is goals allow you to measure progress. By setting goals for yourself, you are able to measure your progress because you always have a fixed endpoint or benchmark to compare with. Take this scenario for example. Brock makes a goal to have a podcast with a minimum of 30 episodes. He starts writing and recording each week, and works really hard, but along the way, he loses track of how many episodes he's completed and how many more he needs to make. So rather than panicking, Brock simply counts the number of episodes he's already done, and he instantly determines his progress and knows how much further he needs to go. And (laughs) believe me. This actually happened a few times, but when I counted those episodes, I immediately felt great and refocused because I could actually measure where I was on my trajectory. Occasionally it seemed daunting, but at the same time, it made me steal my resolve. And number three on the list is goals keep you locked in and undistracted. By setting goals, you give yourself mental boundaries. When you have a certain endpoint in mind, you automatically stay away from certain distractions and you stay focused towards the goal. This process happens automatically and subtly, but according to research, it does happen. To get a better idea, imagine this. Your best friend is moving to Saskatoon, and his flight takes off at 9pm. You leave right after work at 8.30pm to see him off, but you know it's a 20 minute bus ride to the airport. So, you make it a goal to reach the airport in 15 minutes by jogging and doing whatever it takes so that you can have more time to say goodbye. Would you get distracted by anything along the way? Would you stop for a break or a snack? Would you stop by your house before going to the airport? Um, I bet you said no to each one of those questions. And at the end of the day, this is what a goal gives you. Focus. And number four on the list is goals help you overcome procrastination. When you set a goal for yourself, you make yourself accountable to finish the task. This is in complete contrast with when you do things based on a whim, and it doesn't really matter whether you complete them or not. Goals tend to stick in your mind, and if they're not completed, they give you at least a, oh crap, I was supposed to do blank today. These kinds of reminders in the back of your head help you overcome procrastination and (laughs) laziness. But keep in mind that super long-term goals can actually promote procrastination. Most people aren't good with deadlines that are, say, three years away. So whenever you're given a really long-term goal, Break it down into several short-term goals so you can complete a chunk every week or even every day. And finally, number five is goals give you motivation. The root of all the motivation or inspiration that you have ever felt in your entire life are goals. Goal setting provides you the foundation for your drive. By making a goal, you give yourself a concrete end point to aim for and get excited about. It gives you something to focus on and put 100% of your effort into. And this focus is what develops motivation. Goals can be looked at as simply tools to focus your energy in positive directions. Okay, I think we all understand that goals are important now, but what are the key aspects to learn and remember when setting goals? Well, let's start with the acronym SMART, SMART which stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Time Sensitive. And no, I did not come up with this, but it's pretty clever. The first thing is S for specific. Goals are no place to waffle. They are no place to be vague. Ambiguous goals produce ambiguous results. So be specific. The next letter is M for measurable. Always set goals that are measurable. I would also say specifically measurable to take into account our first principle, which is specific. And that is all I'll say about that because we already covered that. And the next letter is A for attainable. One of the detrimental things that many people do with good intentions is set goals that are so high that they are unattainable. You have to not only believe that you can achieve it, but actually be able to achieve it. Which leads me to the next letter, which is R for realistic. The root word of realistic is real. A goal has to be something that we can reasonably make real or a reality in our lives. I'm in no way saying that you shouldn't have big, hairy, audacious goals, but it should also be realistic. Which leads us to the final letter, which is T for TIME. Every goal should have a time frame attached to it. One of the powerful aspects of a goal is that it has an end, a time in which you are shooting to accomplish it. As time goes by, you work on it because you don't want to get behind, and you work diligently because you want to meet that deadline. Okay, so here's your homework. Sometime this week, I want you to sit down and define your dreams and goals. And one of the amazing things that we seem to have innately as humans is the constant ability to have dreams of a better life, and the ability to establish and set goals to live out those dreams. We can pretty much always look within ourselves and dream of some better situation. We can dream of better financial, emotional, geographical, or even business lives. We also have the ability to pursue those dreams and the cognitive ability to lay out a plan along with the strategies to achieve those dreams. So, what are your dreams and goals? Have you ever really sat down and thought through your life values or your ethos and decided what you really want out of this life or this year or even this month? Your goals are there within you. We all have them. They might be right there on the surface, just waiting to jump out, or they might be buried deep and require some coaxing, but your homework is to schedule some quiet goal time this week, with no people around, and certainly no cell phones, no computer or tablet, just a pen and paper, and of course, your thoughts. Remember not to judge your goals, just let them happen and then write them down. What really interests you? What would you love to do for fun or for a living? What would you like to accomplish? What would you try if you had no fear of failure? Write it down. And again, don't judge. That's for later. Right now, just have them and write them down. Now, When the well is truly dry and all you're coming up with is random crap, well, take some time to prioritize the good dreams that you wrote down. Which are most important? Which are most exciting? Which are possible in the short term and which are possible in the longer term? Put them in the order in which you plan to actuate them. And the final step of your homework is to pick one of the goals and tell someone about it. And when somebody else knows what your goals are, they hold you accountable simply by being good friends and occasionally asking you, how's it going? I have this monthly mastermind Skype call. Okay, we actually call it Skype beers, but me and my friend Dean get on Skype and we drink a couple of beers and he is the perfect person to keep me accountable. And it's not because he's a slave driver or because he's a jerk. He's just genuinely interested in my projects and asks about them. And that's all a good goal needs. If a goal is set and you're the only person who knows about it, does it really have any power? I would say no. A goal is never as powerful without someone holding you to your word. And for me, this worked extremely well. And so, my workplace heroes, this brings me to the end of season one of this podcast. I'm going to take a break from the weekly delivery for a bit to focus on a few other projects and to go hike around Peru. And when I'm back, I will sit down and declare my next goal and see that one through to its completion. But please don't unsubscribe from this podcast or from the newsletter because I have some fun plans that I'm going to slip into the feed from time to time, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So stay tuned, as they used to say back in the time when TVs actually had things called tuners. And until then, you know what to do. Go make this goal count. Workplace Hero is researched, written, narrated, and recorded by me, Brock Armstrong, in wildfire, smoky, downtown Vancouver. Podcast artwork by Ken Cunningham, and music by my old band, The Irregular Heartbeats. And remember, you can reach out anytime to podcast at workplacehero.me if you have any workplace heroics that you need help with. Or you can hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. I'm sure they've got Wi-Fi on Machu Picchu, right?